0: Hi, I'm Judy here with Baba Batra, Parag Zion, Mishnah Bet. This Mishnah is a bit of a trip down memory lane for those who were along for the ride during the fourth Parag of Bav and the laws of Onah, of price gouging and taking advantage and overcharging and underpaying. Uh, here we get to see a little bit of that applied to land sales. The last Mishnah had told us that if one sells a Beit Kor, so what is included, what is not included if there are rocks, if there are ditches or pits, this one says, Beit Afarani Lach mida If you specify I'm selling you a Beit Kor and we are measuring it with a rope, meaning it's an exact bait core. Then If it's uh, if it's over by a little bit or under by if it's over by a little bit, if it's under by a little bit, then you deduct that from the price proportionately if it's over by a little bit it has to be returned and we'll come back to the returning soon if the response was well more or less a little more a little less that's what I'm selling is about a core, then what's the threshold that we consider to be a little more a little less and it's fine is up to a rova for a sa it's basically one twenty fourth. so a drop over 4% variance either way is fine but if it's more than that now there has to be an accounting and a return of some sort or a payment of some sort. Mahu lo. So in what form is overage returned? We understand deducting from the price. In what form is, is overage given back? The first thing, first thing the Mishnah says is ma'ot in cash. The imratza maxarlo lo karka. But if the uh if the seller is interested, they could take land. The lama amu lo ma'ot, so what was the point of saying money? The Yapot kokoshomokher to put the seller in a decent position because let's say you sold a field and that uh, that field is you you were, uh, you were you were selling something, and it ended up you gave it a drop extra, and you didn't really want the land back because what are you going to do with this tiny square foot of extra field acreage? What do you plant a flag? Um, you know, three seeds, make a little tiny the world's tiniest garden. There's not much you can do with it. It's attached to a piece of land you sold, and it's a tiny bit extra. So, if you're being exact about it, what happens now? So we say, okay, you could you could take the money. Which you might want to do. But you might want the land if it's a little bit larger than that, which is, if the, if the overage, the extra land is actually an area that you could plant nine kabin with the seeds in, or if it was a vegetable kind of garden, agina, then a half kav, these are considered substantial. That's something you could really work with. It's worth your time. Or a corner kiva who has different measurements, give rabbi kiva beit rova, enough to plant a quarter. That's like, fine, but the point is, as long as it's a substantial amount, substantial, portion of land, a piece where you could really do something, then, then the seller could say, you know what, I'd rather have the land, keep the cash. But if it's very tiny, this gives the seller the power to say, I don't want a square foot. I'll just take cash instead. When we say that it's returned, what's returned here is not just the extra past 124th, we actually go back down to the actual fair price. This should sound similar to ona'a with uh, with movable objects, because bavmati is mostly about metalsalin, about movable objects and things that can be handed off and sold and etcetera and, and, and uh, moved around, as opposed to real estate here, where we have property that can't be moved around, but the same concept that when you pay it back, you don't you pay it back just to get to the threshold of what was considered too much, just down to the 4%. You pay it all the way down to zero to where it's really an even and appropriate uh, uh, assessment of value.